supposedly. Hi. What's up? I'm Rue. I'm Jesse, and we're a little tired this week, as always. Yeah, yeah as always. Uh, it's um, officially fall here. Yeah, here too. Oh, How did okay. your fall transition go? Uh, in like one forty degree day, and I had a sinus headache for about a week. Oh no! Oh, See, it was our rough. Labor Day here was really, really hot, and the very next day, boom, frigid. Yeah. That's rainy. Really- we had like a 95 degree weekend. I think it was like up to 100 uh-huh. actually. And then it was like two days later, it was like 45 and raining. I was like, oh, well, that's over, I guess. Yeah, that's about what it is here. Awesome. No transition. Nope. So if you two are experiencing autumn, mm-hmm. have we got some fun little stories for you today? Spoopy. Spooky. Oh, do you hear the baby in the background? I did, yeah. It's a spooky baby. It's a spooky baby. <laughs> nah, uh, do you have any house updates for us? Is the house chill now? House is pretty chill lately. Oh. I haven't really felt anything or haven't really had any gym run-ins. Um, yeah, since we did that big clearing, it's been really chill. I'm sure at some point we'll leave a burner on or yeah, a toilet seat up or, I don't know, something, <laughs> and Jim will pop in to, to do a checkup, but... Like I said, he's not really around all the time, Yeah. so okay. I don't know. It's felt pretty good. Sweet. I'll keep you posted, though. I mean, yeah. certainly if anything happens, you'll get updated before yeah. anybody else. <laughs> I have exciting news. <gasps> I ordered a real a mic. baby? No, oh. God, no. I ordered a mic. That's, <laughs> That's my exciting. Baby. New tech. Uh, no, so my audio is going to improve soon because I hate myself every time I have to edit these suckers because every time that I move my head, you can hear my mic move too. I think it, you announced that last week. Yeah, because I, every week when I edit it, I'm like, wow, I hate myself because I'm a very <laughs> animated talker. And so I fucking move my head a lot and you can always hear it. So. I'm excited to have that improve soon. Not necessarily for our five or ten or however many listeners, but mostly just for me in editing. It's really going to be a self-confidence <laughs> booster to not loathe myself for that I'm, anymore. I'm excited for you. <laughs> just for the record, I don't hear any of that when you're when we're recording and you're moving and everything. Awesome. So I had a nope of the week this oh, week. Okay. I did. Yeah, I was scrolling through Pinterest, and I saw a picture of an anaconda being filmed underwater. That terrified me. And you were like, my anaconda don't want none. What? None. Nope. None. It was gigantic. It's like the size of the scuba diver, and the scuba diver's got a camera and is recording it, and I'm like, get the frick out of the way! Like, it's gonna swallow you. It could easily swallow this guy. So here's my thing. I love snakes. I think snakes are super cute. What? I think they're great. But the moment no. that they hit water, it's over. I cannot do snakes in the water. It freaks me out how they're so fast and have zero appendages. Because So snake on land are fine. Yeah, because snake on land is cute. And snake on land, okay, I okay. can outrun. I All right, what about swim. snake and tree? Snake and tree I'm less fond of. Okay, so on the scale of snake, it goes snake on ground. So I also think pretty it's pretty peaceful. I also think snake it's on very... tree, scarier. Snake on water, nope. I do think it's very practical. It's not like a you know a, a quicksand thing, but it's like okay on the land, the snakes that I've encountered in the wild have been like garter snakes or you know black snakes, like cute, friendly neighborhood snakes. Snakes in the water, where we are from in the Midwest, is are a water moccasin yeah. and will murder you in five minutes. Pretty much. And, and so I think that's kind of what has set the tone for me is that my mom was like, if you see a snake in the water, 
it will kill you. And I think that that is just like ingrained in me so hard. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. I saw a snake in the water. That like, I'm still terrified of them as an adult. That's also why I don't play with Ouija boards is because my mom was like, they will kill you in five minutes. Well, oh, okay. No, because my mom really drilled it into me that that's a no-no. See, I nanny for a couple that's out in farmland, and they have a snake tree. It's oh. a tree that was planted over this old well, and because of that, a bunch of snakes live in the ground and all up in there. And it's and, super haunted? And it's a big nope from me. See, all snakes are a nope. I don't mind looking at someone's pet snake yeah. in a terrarium. If it's small and cute and contained, okay, whatever. I don't really want to hold a big snake. Okay. I don't want to ever see a snake eat. So I will say, so back when I was Water, land, and tree snakes are all a no for me. So back when I was a nanny, and it's funny to me that we're both nannies because we're both just so determined to be these starving artists that (laughs) taking care of other people's children is like our (laughs) go-to. But no, so when I was a nanny, my twins had a snake. And- what I didn't love is that you, when you have a pet snake, you have to watch them eat. Um, oh, oh, because no. in their death throes, the rodent, typically feeder mouse, will make an attempt to not be eaten. And it well, can actually claw out the snake's eyes or severely injure it. And so you have to watch to make sure that you don't have an injured snake that you have to take to the vet, which is a very alarming thing to just like voyeuristically watch the snake murder something for food. It's not my favorite. My roommate, Christy, her ex had a couple snakes as pets, and when he passed, she ended up taking care of them, and she tells a story about how um, she's terrified of snakes, doesn't Mm -hmm. like them. Mm -hmm. She had to bag one of them and take it to the vet because it was, like, making a weird sound. Ooh. So she got out, like, kitchen tongs and (laughs) threw it in a pillowcase and, like, runs to the vet and, like, puts it on the vet table and doesn't want to touch it and is like, what's wrong with the snake? (laughs) And they had a little plastic screen that they just slid in its uh, mouth and popped its mouth open and they looked down at its throat and they're like, oh yeah, he's got a little cold. He's got a little infection. Oh. We'll just give him some antibiotics. And Christy's like, can you please find somewhere else for the snake to be? <laughs> I love the idea of her being like a really, really shitty Steve Irwin. <laughs> she's like, with the tongue, she's like, crikey, I fucking hate this. Because <laughs> she tongs the snake into a bag. Well, she tells the story that one of the snakes was kind of okay, but the other snake just hated everybody that was not uh, her ex, yeah. and so it was not a good relationship Woof. between her and the snake. We'll have to have her come on and tell tell her snake story sometime. It's very funny. Yes. So did you see, I tagged you in Facebook on a little haunted mansion here, and Casey is offering some photo shoots. I did, and I've been to that haunted mansion, so I'm super sad that I'm, you know, on another continent and can never leave again. Never? I mean, until the COVID stuff knocks off. Well, well, so probably never. (laughs) Probably never, yeah. We're kind of sucking at getting that under control. Um, Yeah, but if they're offering photo shoots, I'm wondering if maybe they might offer an interview. That would be super tight. Yeah, I'd like to, to get do a little a segment with them. So yeah. I'm going to look into that this week. But what did you bring today? Because I, I, we assigned each other topics last yeah. week. Well, you're and, first this week, right? Oh, I'm first this yeah. week. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I will go first then. Because I had I'm to so cover ghosty kangaroos. <laughs> what? 
last week I had to cover ghost kangaroos. Oh, Here okay. First. All right. I'm like, you didn't cover ghost kangaroos again this week because Hell I told yeah. you archaeology thing. They are ancient <laughs> kangaroos, which are fossilized. Speaking of creatures that make no sense but exist in the world, I did a cryptid this week. Ayo! Ayo! Okay, it's not the longest Mine's time. not either. It's hard when we challenge each other to do not our specialties. Right, well, I liked this one because, you know, hashtag Jesse likes aquatic. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I want to do this one. But I'm like, it's not very long. Surely Ruse will be longer. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not, but I really okay. like it. Well, I, we'll we were out, out at dinner and I told Darnell, I usually run my stories by him to like practice telling them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I usually just do that with you and hope that you edit all my, my bullshit out. Yeah, but see, I have to edit my own stuff. So I would rather edit less of myself because I really hate listening to my own voice. So. Today, I'm going to be doing The Lizard Man of Skapor Swamp. Okay. <laughs> so, on July 14th in 1988, hashtag year I was born, Lee County Sheriff's investigated a report of some damage on a car overnight while parked at a home in the area of Brownstown outside of Bishopville in South Carolina. And basically, it's kind of on the edges of Skapor Swamp a swamp that is notorious within that location. The car reportedly had claw and tooth marks and scratches with chunks of hair and muddy footprints left behind it. No, thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so Sheriff Truesdale, who was investigating, noted that this was the start of various claims that eventually kind of came to a head into a story about a lizard man in the swamp. All right. All right. So prompted by the news of the vehicle damage, this 17-year-old local kid, Christopher Davis, mm -hmm. told the sheriff that his car was damaged by a creature he described as green, and I'm quoting him here, green, wet-like. Wet-like. What is wet-like? That's the Cardi B song. Oh, man. Ben Shapiro could never. <laughs> Described him as uh, described as green, wet-like, about seven feet tall, and having three fingers. It okay. also had red eyes, skin like a lizard, snake-like scales, and he had seen this about two weeks prior. Mm -hmm. So, according to Davis, he was driving home from working the night shift at a fast food restaurant when his car gets a flat tire. So, he fixes it, and while he's fixing it, he saw a creature walking towards him. He immediately gets in his car and begins to drive, but the creature was soon on top of the car. He oh, applied no. the brakes. He slams on his brakes, causing the creature to roll off the car, giving him enough time to escape. Now, so newspapers start covering this, and the media resulted in increased attention for his claims. Local businesses even began selling Lizard Man t-shirts, and the mm -hmm. local chamber of commerce encouraged the media attention as saying it was good for the community. Okay. <laughs> the increase in newspaper and media attention started you know, stirring up more reports of sightings in the area. And soon it became a tourist attraction for visitors and hunters trying to hunt the notorious lizard man. Of course. There was a local radio station, WCOS, that even offered a $1 million reward to anybody who could capture the creature alive. And on August 5th, Kenneth Orr, an airman stationed in Shaw Air Force Base, filed a police report alleging that he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15, and he had shot and wounded it. 
Did you hear me just throw my tablet on the ground? I did. It fell through the hole. Quit trying to ruin my story. I'm sorry. As evidence, he presented several scales in a small quality of blood quantity of blood it's probably small in quality as well probably a tiny amount he said that two days he recounted his account that two days later when he was arraigned for unlawful carrying of a pistol uh, oh hang on wait 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 Uh, clearly i smudged this up a bit (laughs) what is that voice is that your south carolina voice is that's where we are right we're in south carolina for this story, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do not know what that is. Okay. So a couple days later, he says that it was a false police report and that he had hoaxed the sighting in order to keep stories about the lizard man in circulation. So that kind of sucks. Really? But reports of the creature continued to grow and then decline by the end of summer. Local law enforcement officials speculated that the sightings were likely to have been caused by a bear. Although I don't know really how you get bear from lizard a green wet like bear a green wet like bear with three fingers that stands seven foot tall it's that ben shapiro like one sick bear <laughs> it's bear shapiro oh my god yes that's <laughs> i'm really on this right now <laughs> all right so Many theories have been presented in recollection to the identity of the lizard man and theories such as potentially a live dinosaur that just somehow didn't die and has been continuing to breed, kind of like the Nessie theories we've heard in the past. right. And even offshoots of evolution in which the reptilian hierarchy continued to evolve alongside the same path as early primates. Are we on the reptile people thing right now? We are on the reptile oh, people boy. thing. Okay. Although we're, we're not taking a deep dive into it. We're just going to stick our toes in and just okay. dabble them around a little bit. Get them a little damp. Maybe even a little wet-like. Oh my. Not wet like toesies. Wet like toesies. <laughs> At one point in time, reptiles ruled the earth. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, it was, most theorists would say, that most dominate the species on the planet continue to evolve in a small number unseen by mankind. Although no reptilian species known to have man is said to have shown signs of such advanced evolution, the reptile is the oldest and most successful species in the planet and could hold secrets that have yet to come into light. In Lee County, South Carolina, this strange reptilian humanoid has been reported ever since. In fact, in 2010, the TV program Destination Truth featured the legendary creature. Children's books have even come out on it, such as Menile Monsters and Bizarre Beasts, including the monsters in their bestiaries. And Linda Godfrey of America's Monsters included a chapter on the Lizard Man. The Lizard Man has also appeared on the sci-fi TV show Fact or Faked in an episode called Reptilian Rampage. Oh, Reptile Rampage. I'm sorry. And the original story ran more than over 100 newspapers across the county. That being said, the Lizard Man Escapes or Swamp is not the only reptilian creature said to exist. And I'm hoping in the future I'll get to cover some more cryptids and maybe tell you a little bit more about some other lizard people. Dude, I'm so down. Hey, uh, I have to go let my husband because he just texted me that he locked himself out. I'll be right back. Okay. Maybe I can fill some more time while you're gone.
really hope that's Rue and Darnell talking and that she's still recording this, because if you guys can hear that too. Um, so, were you still recording? Because I really hope you were. Hey, are, are you on. breaking things now? Hi. Hey, were you still recording? Because I really hope you were, because there was a lot of really weird sounds that were going on. It was probably us talking in the hall. Uh, probably, but it kind of sounded like ghosts. It'd be cool to work into a theme song. Can I ask you about yeah. your friend that you discovered? Um, the the the, the South man? Carolina boy. Yeah. Does okay, he have a name would... in all these? Because you said he's like in books and shit. He's just known as the Lizard Man of Scrape or Swamp. Huh. Okay. But there are lots of other reptilian cryptids, including a fifty-foot conco snake, Loveland frogmen, the <laughs> Ahoel. A-H-O-O-L, which is kind of like a reptile bat mix, the Ho-Dog, a Cassie Rex, and a Brinrip. We're going to have Robin. to cover all of these. It kind of sounds like Chupacabra-ish. It does sound a little Chupacabra-ish, which was actually originally what I was looking at doing for this week. Okay. But I thought, let's think outside the box. Maybe yeah. let's steer away from the goat sucker. And that's going to be a really long one and in-depth. Yeah. Because Chupacabra, yo, is like one of the top three, I'd say. You got right? Nessie, you got Bigfoot, you got Chupa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you've heard these theories about how a lot of politicians are reptiles. Oh, yeah. Or the um, Zodiac Killer. Or the Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite reptile theory or story? Uh, um, I really like there's, oh, shoot. I think it was, Darnell showed it to me, so I'm kind of not remembering all okay. the details. It was like a Secret Service guy. Okay. And I think it was one of Obama's Secret Service guys. Was a reptile? Yeah, because like the a way. reptilian. That, yeah, because the, the way that he like moves his head, he's kind of in shadow and people think it's like his face morphing. Oh, interesting. And I don't think it's real, but it's a cool, fun theory. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that is the, the lizard man of swamp, of scape or swamp. I like it. Yeah, I want to know why they think it's a bear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, like, does South Carolina even have a lot of bears? I don't, I was there, I got married down there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they have bears. Hey, if you live in South Carolina, drop us a line. Tell us if you have bears. Also, tell us uh, if they're green, wet-like, seven foot, and have three fingers. Yeah. We'd like to know. We certainly would. So, Rue, I gave you the topic of you doing some sort of artifact. did. Yes. And because I'm me, uh, yes. I still made it really spooky. Cause... Well... I think I told you to make it spooky, too. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you know that I am me, and it's still going to be kind of spooky. Because archaeology, as much as I'm fascinated by it, it's really either dinosaurs or spooky for me in terms of archaeology. And I didn't want to go uh, the uh, dinosaur uh, route. That's paleontology. Completely different thing. I still mean old shit that gets dug up. If it's not dinosaurs, it's going to be spooky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just talking yeah, about like, things that you dig up. I, I know that there are very different classifications. Oh, us. lots of different oh, classifications. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. But those are my two general, is, is spookables or dino boys. I guess I took the dino boys this week. <laughs> the, the wet like. The wet like dino boys. So what do we have in the form of spookables? So today we are talking about the Polish vampire burials. <gasps> oh, I love this one. Are you familiar? 
I am familiar. Okay. I wasn't sure because it's kind of niche. So I wasn't sure yeah, if I well, was going to be able to surprise you, but I know that this is your niche, so. I, I, I dabbled in this story. Okay. So I'm interested to see what you have to share that I don't know because I'm pumped. All right. Well, let's do it. Do it. Okay. So I just did like the hands. <laughs> Are we doing jazz hands to start this one? Polish uh, vampire burial. A five, six, <gasps> seven, eight. Okay. <laughs> so vampire lore has been circulating Europe since about the 11th century. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Most yes. commonly, it was believed that a person would become a vampire if they died unbaptized, died by suicide, or suffered a violent death, or if they were immigrants, which feels Interesting. big xenophobic. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. But take that as you will. You could apparently also become a vampire if you were among the first people to die of an infectious disease or a plague. Ooh, that's not looking very good for whoever was the first of corona. Yeah. I really, really hope that that's not a shitty Netflix movie that comes soon. No. That would be in poor taste, Netflix. (laughs) Don't do it, buddy. Uh, So the idea of vampires in Europe has plague connections, like I said, since in the medieval era, because diseased corpses were often left exposed and unburied after death because of the high volume of of deaths, uh, it kind of gave people an up-close and personal view of early stages of decomposition. Mm Mm-hmm. And this was at a time where we really didn't understand what that process looks like. Science in general. Science in general. Wash your hands, you filthy animal. What do you mean, wash my hands? I'm just cutting off this guy's leg. I'm not feeling very well. Better go get some leeches. I got ghosts in my blood. I got ghosts in my blood. I really want a ghosts in your blood shirt. I say that like pretty much every day. I like that we went transcontinental with it and we didn't even try to go middle ages. <laughs> to be fair, transcontinental is just our, our voice. You did transcontinental ga- Gandalf in like our first episode and it just stuck. You know what? It's, it is one of my favorite accents. And I really struggled to say that phrase. Transcontinental Gandalf is like a hella tongue twister. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so anyways as you know these corpses are left exposed before being buried or you know whatever was going to happen to them people got this front row seat to see what early decomposition looked like and as we now know gases are released in the body which kind of inflates it and makes it look yep bloated or like it's fattening up also as we get further into decomposition blood starts to pool and is purged through the orifices. So in their medieval ghosts in your blood logic, people saw these bodies, quote, getting fatter, like they'd been feasting. And so they were like, obviously it's a vampire. Well, and I'm like, um, that's, I feel like that's like option five for me. I'd be like, mm, yeah. I think it's this, 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 or vampire, but they just jump straight to vampire. I mean, in that day and time, I guess I could see the logic. I yeah. mean, when we talk about corpse in early stages and then later just stages of decay, I, a lot of your skin will kind of recede around your fingernails. Yeah. Same with your scalp, making the appearance of your hair and nails growing when really your skin is just receding. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons I could see people from the Middle Ages being like, oh, vampire. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of their thought. It's funny. I actually, in my, in my notes, I did put, we're in the ghosts in your blood era. Like, this is really my brand. Uh, 
but anyway so for them vampire was just kind of the logical leap they're just like oh that's that's what's going on here so in the 17th and 18th centuries though potentially as early as the 15th century in some places folks in poland got creative about solving their vampire problems like you do like you do And so they created new burial rituals, which would either prevent people from rising as vampires or upiers, I think is how you say it in ye old Polish. I don't know that bit. Okay, yeah. Um, Or it would just re-kill them if they did reanimate. And so to do this, there were a couple different ways, but, um, and I'm going to kind of gloss over a couple of them. So one of them was that they would put sickles, so like the curved reaping, harvesting, farm mm-hmm. implement would be placed under the chin of the deceased and um so this would if be if they rose they'd get decapitated yes okay yeah um and then the other thing that that's they would a great look at look at them like solving a zombie apocalypse before right? just nip that I mean, shit in the bud hey before guys you keep that in mind for any sort of zombie apocalypse we may face in the future because it's 2020 who knows what's next i have that on the bingo board for november Oh, really? Ah, it's January for me. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just an overachiever. I want to get this shit going quick. Yeah, you're still in 2020. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to go a little into 2021. Are we going to make it that far? Barely hanging on as it is. Um, okay, and so in other instances, they would place a large brick on either the throat, under the chin, or in the mouth. And sometimes this okay. would even be like a large brick that they would just like, um, like shove it in their mouth. And the idea here—could you just do that one more time? I just want to see that again. Ah, Ah. eating like a really big cheeseburger, like ah. Except it's a—it's a brick. It's a brick. It's a brick burger. Uh, So the idea with that was that if the person did resurrect, I almost said resurrect, but I didn't. But then I did, so you can still laugh at me. Um, The idea was then that the rock would either weigh them down, or that they would just bite the rock and I guess give up. So that's an easily deterred vampire. Ah, 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 ah. You know, that's probably me as a vampire, honestly. I'd be like, ah, I got this comfy coffin. Let me just give up. I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. A couple hundred years. Try again. Yeah. Maybe the brick will be a little less than. Yeah. It would kind of like disintegrate. Right. So in northwestern Poland, researchers excavated 60 out of 333 graves at the Drosko Cemetery. Out of these 60 that they excavated, six were vampire burials, which, like, 10% feels like a lot of vampires. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. Certainly in a Sims game. Certainly in a Sims game. Every every person in that village would have had, like, a you-are-being-hunted moodlet. <laughs> God, we are really on the Sims lately. You know what? I'm still pissed about babies, and we'll get into that as a closing, because I feel like I need to do a follow-up on that. Oh, sweet Jesus. Let me just finish my story this time, because we got hella sidetracked last week. I know, I know. Um, anyways, so... So 10%, the, that is, that's a lot. It feels like a lot, right? Yes, yeah, but also no. For As someone who knows a little bit about vampire burials and all that, part of me says no, because you do have the people that would have passed away in winter and therefore sat there longer deteriorating, so they would automatically be put into that category of vampires if the ground was too hard to bury them or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, supposing that they're real vampires, okay. having 10% supposing of your population be vampires is, you're living in a vampire town. Maybe it's like 
5%, and then, like, 5% of, eh, just in case, we're not really sure, but let's, like, eh. Well, to be fair, it's probably 1%. Safe. And 9% is, like, cholera, which we're about to get into. Okay. So, the researchers compared the enamel of the remains of these individuals' teeth to the animals who are local to the area, and discovered similarities, which concluded that these people were not migrants, and that they spent most of their time in the region. So if you remember, oh, that was... So they were locals, yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the things. It's like, oh, they're migrants, so clearly they're vampires, which is and, just... And correct me if I'm wrong, but that mm-hmm. whole migrant-vampire theory kind of originated um, because people from different countries and different lands would often not be exposed to the same diseases. So they would bring diseases with them as they passed into new territories, and therefore... Um, Disease is very synonymous with the vampire yeah. culture, the vampire idea. So the thought yeah. that they could come from a different land and be mm-hmm. a different carrier of things just made them more likely. Right. Yeah. Because again, no one knows about diseases or how they are. It's just, oh, no one got sick before Joe showed up and now Joe's here and we're all dying. So Joe's a vampire. You, you even look at Bram Stoker's Dracula where he really hammers hard home um, disease and yeah. fear of plague opening with a ghost ship and talking about how they have to bring dirt from their their native land with them Mm -hmm. well Um, and i mean even just lucy's illness that's a huge yeah um okay so none of the six bodies that they investigated showed signs of a violent death which led the researchers to believe that they must have died in a more peaceful manner which stigmatized them and they suspected that these were probably some of the first cholera victims in the area because cholera was a huge i mean everywhere but particularly in this area of poland it just wrecked that community so the cholera outbreaks actually happened at a really similar time to these burials and cholera was actually attributed to vampires since it moved so quickly people thought that there had to be like a supernatural reason behind it and also so specifically in polish culture the belief was that vampires would come back and feed on their household, like their family, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense for cholera because if one person in the household gets it and we're all drinking the same water, we're all probably gonna we're get all it. gonna yeah. get cholera. And so it's, I mean, it kind of is just ghosts in your blood bullshit that it's like, okay, well, mom got cholera and died. I mean, is a vampire, and then everyone else died too. Like it's just facts, yo. But baptism was the best way to avoid becoming a vampire, because obviously a god shower will fix you. Um, And Polish folk were on the lookout for people who could become vampires after death. The easiest way was not being baptized. But there were some other factors that they would examine. Like if you had a second row of teeth, you were a suspect. Which is fair, because that's... Fairest out of them so far. I don't love that. Um, (laughs) Less fair is people with unibrows. Okay. Which, now I want a book that is Frida Kahlo, Vampire. Oh, man. I would read that. I would read the shit out of that. I loved Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I thought it was a pretty great book. So now we just need Frida Kahlo, Vampire, for Abe to hunt in some trans time dimensional... (sighs) If we have vampires, we can have time travel. Yeah, it's just... That would be a disservice to Frida, because in in, in in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, it, it's very much vampires are synonymous with the slave trade and oh, that I haven't read it, force and everything. So to oh, imply that she was okay. a vampire would kind of imply that she, yeah, oh, so that'd rough. be a little, yeah. But 
Okay. Well, let's not it's do that book, then. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. I I've always meant to read it. I don't know why I haven't. Read it. Don't watch the movie. Okay. Because see, I it's heard not that long. I heard don't watch the movie, and I think that that has like in my brain gotten categorized as don't read the book either. So no, I'm glad to know that pretty... they're separate. What I like about the book is it takes actual history and it kind of bends it, but yeah. it doesn't distort it. It's okay. really they use it to drive home their plot points, but yeah. it, it's really cool. I don't know. Okay. Well, so this I'm, has been supposedly book club. Uh, now back to these vampires. So, oh yeah, so that was kind of like how you could identify a vampire was they had two rows of teeth, which or a unibrow, yes, obvious vampire or a unibrow. So, in addition to the traditions, is what I was trying to say. Other than that's um, tricky to say too. That's really I'm just having a rough time. So other than the burial rites that we'd mentioned, some of the other things that were seen in other burial locations were to bury the person face down. And this was, quote, so that he would bite the earth. They really didn't have, like, a lot of logic in some of these, nope. I feel like. And also, <laughs> like, it, does that make the earth a vampire? I feel like the brick was slightly higher, is more effective than the burying face down. Because, like, the brick could at least break out all their vampire teeth, right? Like, it's like a bite-the-curb American right. gangster situation. Sure yeah. But burying face down just seems like they could roll over and be like, ah! Like, I sleep face down, and I still wake up not a vampire every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't bite my pillow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different story. Okay, well, all right, well... <laughs> Uh, no judgments. That's like uh, the old tradition where they would oftentimes carry a corpse out feet head for feet first, yeah. so they can't look back into the house and want to mm-hmm, stay. Mm-hmm. Same kind of logic there. Yeah. Or where in Viking culture they would take down a wall to remove a corpse, because then the corpse wouldn't know where the door was and wouldn't be able to find its way in. That just feels like a lot more work, honestly. Yeah. It, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that they would do would be to bury them really deep, like a double depth grave, and then cover that with rocks. Okay. So they couldn't get out, I guess. Um, another thing I thought was interesting is that they would throw poppy seeds into the grave with the bodies. And so poppies, of course, are like opium derivatives. And mm-hmm. so I guess they're just like, sleep double, bitch. Like, I don't know why they thought poppy seeds were like vampire proof. I would think like garlic or something would be what a you'd throw in there. Yeah. Okay, so if you die and I suspect you're a vampire, can I just like throw an almond poppy seed muffin in with you and be like, call it good? Uh, so you, step put one. Put you on your belly? Step one, lemon poppy seed muffins are the shit. And step two. Uh, almonds are better. Almond poppy seed is way better than lemon. Oh, lemon everything all the time. Uh-huh. Um, whatever. And step two, poppies are actually my favorite flower. So yes, please. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so sometimes pebbles or coins would be placed under the tongue of the person, which that's actually like kind of common in some other traditions, not just with vampires. So I was interested to see it show up in regards Hmm. to vampires. That's one I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Coins, people just put coins all over bodies. In your mouth, well, yeah, your eyes. they're just pay, like to pay your way across the river six. Have and... some money, I guess. Yeah, uh, and also sometimes their hands would be tied behind their back so that they okay. couldn't do vampire stuff. I guess. Why don't you just put a muzzle on them? I don't know. I don't make the rules here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So hands tied behind the back is effective, but so is burying them face down, where they could just use their hands to. to they to really don't over. have a lot of faith in these vampires. Maybe the vampires are kind of like I don't know idiotic zombies. <laughs> Maybe. 
Okay. Um, so kind of more gruesome is that sometimes the person's feet would be mutilated or the musculature of their legs would be cut so they were physically unable to rise. Interesting. So we just have you know, like a Kathy Bates misery vampire situation on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. At least they were dead first. At Probably. least. Yeah. Which is better than misery. Probably. Hopefully. It is the medieval times. So they might not entirely know, but probably. <laughs> Grandpa was just sleeping. Oh, no. No, it's not. That, not like I mean, that. that's like the medieval times. coma or you could. Yeah. No, they would. You're dead. I'm not dead yet. Right. Um, okay, where am I? So oftentimes in vampire burials, the head would be completely removed. Okay, and then buried near the feet. Because the idea here was that if the vampire couldn't find its head, it couldn't rise. Which, like, I feel like decapitation kind of ends the game. Yeah, fair. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's think about it. Back then, you're probably in a coffin. You're not in a casket, yep. right? So, yeah, you couldn't reach your feet where your head would be. Yeah, but also, like, can they reanimate without their head being attached? Because headless vampire is not a canon of the lore that I am familiar with. Yeah, true. Which is kind of what's weird to me, is that it's like, cool, game over, like, you won. I get it, yeah. like, if they're like, this is how we ultimately stop think, vampires. I feel like I have seen a headless vampire trope before. But yeah, mostly it's decapitation, or, you know, yeah. a stake through the heart, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, okay. So I'm glad you brought up stakes through the heart. Sometimes spikes would be driven through the head, tongue, or heart, and staking was a common practice. Often they would drive the stake all the way through to the coffin so that, like, the body would be pinned to it. Pinned to the coffin? Yeah, which was interesting. want to make a mistake doing that. No, we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's unclear if we... What? I said a swing and a miss. Swing and a miss, Yeah. So it's unclear if we have an accurate understanding of how widespread these rituals were, because there may have actually been some lobotomies that were actually vampire rites or vice versa, but because the wood used disintegrated, we're left with questions. So we have a lot more bodies with holes in their heads than we have understanding of why. So we're not super sure what the dealio is, but yeah. Well, that's fascinating. So that's the story of Polish vampire burials. Um, I like a good vampire lore. I do too. I I have such a fondness for. I was a vampire like four years in a row as a kid for Halloween. Do you know in ancient? Is it ancient Greeks or ancient Romans? I think in ancient ancient Greeks. I could be wrong. Maybe it's Romans. Yeah. Um. They thought all natural born redheads were vampires. Mm, I think that is Greek. So. Yeah, I think that's Greek too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. They're not wrong. Little me was very much under the belief that I was a vampire. I had no facts to back it up, but I was convinced. Yeah, I was a huge, I was a, I was a Twilight nerd for a long time. Oh, man. It hit it right. I was in high school, and those books just captivated me. And then I got, I got, like, to the last one, and I was like, this feels not great. And I kind of like reread part of the first book a few years later, and I was like, "Wow, this is toxic and abusive." The uh, uh, yeah. that your Alice Cullen comment you made earlier this week to me is making more sense now. 
So yeah, I had a shoot you. this week and I had to wear a brown wig for the shoot and it was a short brown wig and Rue told me I looked like a missing Cullen. I did because you had like, I don't know if you were like ring lighted up or something. Your eyes were popping. You had the brown wig. You're so freaking pale. I just pale, a like selfie me. with the flash on. Oh, well, girl, your <laughs> eyes were like, boom. And I was just like, yeah, no, she could totally be a missing Cullen sibling. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I outgrew Twilight, and now I just, I'm an Anne Rice aficionado, and Lestat is my choice in Vampire Boy. Lestat is your homeboy. He is, he is. So I do want to cover, really quickly, not cover, but just talk with you. Um, since you had me do archaeology, have you heard of the sarcophagi that were unearthed this last week? <laughs> Where? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I mean, probably, because I follow a lot of archaeology news. I know you Um, do. I was surprised this wasn't, like, how you opened the episode. There have been a couple, so I want to know which one you're talking about, and we'll see if I know about it or not. Okay, so I am reading from the National Post right now. Okay. Um, September 8th, so, like, three days ago. 13 sealed coffins, 2,500 years old. God damn it, my page just refreshed. Hold on. Ah. I was so into this. I know, I was too, and it was just, like, refreshing. Um, 13 sealed coffins, 2,500 years old, found in Egyptian desert. According to Egypt's Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities, at least 13 ancient coffins, all made of wood and completely attacked, intact, have been uncovered in the necropolis of Saqqara, a large desert burial ground in the city that was once Memphis. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, dude. I knew that they were starting to do some stuff, but I thought it was more in the Valley of the Kings. Uh, This cache is special because the sarcophagi have remained intact for millennia, according to a report by Science Alert. It was found in a shaft 11 meters below ground and stacked together. Some of the colors painted are still visible. Sorry, that's just the sound of me feverishly Googling (laughs) to see what... (gasps) no I didn't know about this one yeah they say I'm continuing to read the article to you guys it's not yet known who is buried in the coffins but excavation work at the site is expected to eventually provide more information on the names and identities of those within according to the government minister three three sealed niches were also found within the burial shaft which may hold more coffins Hmm, it's not even... <gasps> I am so here for this. Right? Okay, and you said it's uh, by the city that used to be Memphis? Yeah. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's funny, like, I've seen this shared a couple times on, like, my Facebook and Twitter, and one of my friends shared it, and it was just, like, me and a bunch of other people doing the Mike Wazowski, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me, so, so help me. me, so help me. Because, like, 2020 does not need to end a la Brendan Fraser and the Mummy. Like, I'm not, that's not how I would like to Do you feel like we're living in a cabins in, a cabin in the woods type situation yes. where they keep finding stuff and it's like, what's it gonna be? Yeah, and there's just people with, like, money in a pool and they're like, oh, darn, I really thought it was gonna be this. I thought it was gonna be mummies. Yeah, dude, <laughs> no, I, man, this year has well, as news continues to come out about this, I definitely would like to um, talk more about it and follow up on this in a future yeah. episode as more things are revealed. Definitely. So what do you think, Rue? Do you think we're good or do you think we need something else to fill the time? Because I can probably grab some haunted eBay listings real quick just to spice things up. Well, we could do that. Or, I mean, it has been a short episode and I know you had some more baby ranting to do about The Sims. <gasps> 
You're gonna let me rant about the Sims I am. instead of read a haunted eBay listing? Oh, I mean, you can the... do both, but okay. All right. Well, okay. So here's my Sims rant, and I'm gonna keep it slow. Uh, slow, short. I'm gonna keep it short because you guys. <laughs> I was like, heard, what? Heard me complain about this enough anyway. Yeah. So. Sims 4 Journey to Batu came out on the 8th, and that was the Star Wars franchise mm-hmm. Disney World type mess that we got. I'm sorry, don't get me wrong. All about the Star Wars, all about the content. There are so many Star Wars games out there already that provide you with a much more in-depth gameplay option and experience for the Star Wars universe. However, on The Sims, we kind of like a little more free play, a little more options, historical options. Otherwise, look. We're not getting new aliens with Star Wars. We got basically masks and different types of skin coverings and things. It's just kind of a shit show, if you don't mind me saying so. Okay. And you know what we didn't get during our update that kind of led like we were promised over the years? Babies. Babies. We did not get updated babies, so the babies are still objects stuck in their crib with no personality. Oh, you can change their onesie since nifty knitting, but bleh. Like, they need to work on that. So... Sims team went into total oh crap mode because everybody dislikes this Sims 4 Journey to Batu. Okay, not everybody. There are some Star Wars fans out there that are kind of interested in the gameplay, but the truth is it doesn't really provide an in-depth gameplay experience Mm -hmm. for the Sims 4. So they kind of go into crisis mode and they're like, oh, uh, well, we're going to tell you guys that we have a new expansion pack being released and they're going to let us know what that is in two weeks. But they have come out to say that it will not include updated babies, and it will not include updated skin tones, which we've been asking for for years. Guess what else is not in there? Cars uh, still haven't gotten those for a while. Okay, and um, everything and you're saying is in pack. Sims Three, right? Like babies are real. Sims Three, Sims Two. Yeah. Why is why have we downgraded cars and babies? Well, it's 2020, and we can't have nice things. Apparently, no, we can't. So. That being said, that is my Sims rant. Oh, one more little thing oh, okay. to toss yeah. in there. Uh, so they're going to announce this new expansion pack to kind of detract from the Sims 4 Journey to Bat 2 madness. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, they accidentally put a link up for a new game pack. Oh. Um, and the new game pack hasn't been revealed, but now we know there's a new game pack that's said to come out soon, too. And so everybody's speculating, but it's just kind of a shit show over there. Now, let's do a haunted eBay list. Let's. Let's find your new best friend. Uh, do you know what's still available for purchase on eBay that we've covered in the past? Your girlfriend. No. It's not my girlfriend. It would be it would be Jim's girlfriend. Oh, okay. My apologies. No, you know what it is, is that creepy looking $3,000 haunted door. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, still available on eBay. Oh, man, I still don't feel like dropping $3,000 on that, but no. go off. Uh, should we read a doll, or should we go for something a little different? Should we do a Dybbuk box? What are you feeling right now? Oh, haunted jewelry? Sure, yeah, let's do some haunted jewelry. All right, here's a five-ring lot. Haunted mystery jewelry, quick sale, offer magic gin demon spirits. Ooh. And it has 11 watchers right now. Okay, so let's see the description. It's listed for $40. There appears to be some different rings here that are interesting. They actually look really, really nice and quite possibly gold. No, Jesse. For $40. No, Jesse. You just got rid of the spookables in your house. No, Jesse. 
but some of them look really... No, Jesse. <laughs> this is viewed once per hour. Um, I'm trying to find the description, but it doesn't really appear like there is one, which makes it all the more mysterious if you think about it. Um, okay, I guess we're going to have to look at something else because there's no description on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's just a mystery demon five-ring lot. That you're about to buy. I'm not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Although I still haven't sent your birthday gift out yet. Haunted, creepy, paranormal, antique, barn, wood, Ouija planchette, devil, see below. What the fuck? Uh, I'm gonna... You can't just devil, barn, wood, Ouija, what? Yeah, true story. So, it is a haunted, creepy, paranormal, antique, barn, wood, Ouija planchette, devil, see below. So, it appears to be a homemade Ouija planchette. The clearly repurposed bar wood. Um, Jess, you like gotta say it right. You gotta say it right. Ouija. Ouija board. Ouija board. Um, and it has the word devil in all caps carved into it and in the bottom, not now, carved wood, why wood would burnt. you do that? What? And an upside down cross on the tip of the planchette. It's currently going for $15. So I don't mean to get too Archer on you, but like, do you want demons? Because that's how you get demons. That is how you get demons. That Apparently, is- this should be more on Etsy because it is made to order. See description. What the hell are these descriptions? I love the idea that it's like a shiplap Ouija board or like a shiplap planchette. That's very Joanna Gaines of them. In, like, the most antichrist, not wholesome, religious, Christian, Joanna Gaines sort of way. Up for buy it now. Getting older. Selling some of my large collections of dolls, photos, and other vessels. For a few years, I have been making personalized Ouija, Ouija planchettes. After being cut and stained, I and other mediums and psychic friends use them as vessels for attachments on various Ouija boards. No, you don't want attachments. What are you people doing? Yeah, this is not recognize, recommend <sighs> this. Um, most of them end up being active and named. There have been a few that have just wouldn't work with my attachment, so they are tossed in the trash. I've had devil on many, as well as attachments names and even family members' names. Mom, don't Dad, Emily, etc. And also, that's These not are- your mom, Dad, or Emily. That is actual Satan. <laughs> Yeah, this it just it really gets worse. Let's if you have a devil and an upside down cross wood burned in, and someone's like, "I'm your mom," it's Emily. It's fucking not Emily. It's my not dude. Emily. <laughs> There's one person it's not, and that's Emily. And that's Emily. <laughs> Unless Emily is the name of your personal demon. <laughs> All right, uh, a lot of dolls once again. Yeah. A lot of Dybbuk boxes in different okay. forms. Uh, so some of these dolls range from looking really old and creepy to here's one that's basically just Ariel from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> uh, just to shake things up a little bit, I'm going to scroll until one catches my eye. And I'm going to go ahead and haunted spirit metaphysical supernatural possessed Victorian revival chair set. That's a really long, someone needs to edit them. Haunted Spirit Metaphysical Supernatural Possessed Victorian Revival Chair Set. It is viewed oh. once per hour, and the chair set goes for $425. Mm, they are antique chairs. So let's read a little bit about them. Please note they are for local pickup only. Oh, okay. It's a pair of Victorian Renaissance, likely 50s, 
vintage red velvet and walnut chairs with tuft backs and spirits attached. Okay, Everybody. hold on. How is it Renaissance Victorian but from the 50s? That's like mid-century mod, right? No, I think it's like Victorian Renaissance, likely 50s. Are we talking like 1850s? Right, because that's not what that is, my dude. That's post-World War II. 1850s, okay. my love. Okay, that's 18, better. Well, but when you just technically put 50s, Victorian era, likely well, 50s to Vic, go that's why it. they prefaced it with Victorian Renaissance, okay. likely fifties. Okay, vintage red, velvet. I guess. okay. Vintage red velvet and walnut chairs with tufted backs and spirits attached. These are husband and wife residual spirits, each continuously sitting in their individual chairs. That's kind of cute. That is kind of cute. This type of spirit is unaware of their surroundings and are unable to interact with humans. Residual hauntings are normally associated with activities of either great tragedy or great joy. Oh, I hope it's great joy. And they I just really do too. Really enjoyed sitting next to each other in their chairs. Mm -hmm. The velvet is undamaged and the walnut has very few small imperfections caused by wear over the decades. It's very solid and usable if you don't mind someone on your lap. Local pickup only sold as the set. These are sold as a matching set of chairs only. Otherwise you're going to break up spirits and that would suck so if you are interested in the haunted spirit metaphysical supernatural possessed victorian revival chair sets for the low low price of just 425 dollars local pickup uh jump onto ebay and check out the user where do you find the user's name i mean uh, i'm just having a really hard time here uh I can't find the user, but, you know, if you just Google Haunted Spirit Metaphysical Supernatural Possessed Victorian Revival Chair Set, I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure there can't be that many. There's probably not that many. Yeah. But you can get a homemade voodoo doll. I feel like the only voodoo dolls are homemade. It's not really a Walmart item. That's true. Yeah. Except in, in, in the, yeah, the Sims. Yeah, again. Okay, so. Sweet Jesus. Witchcraft Voodoo Haunted Doll Handmade Cinder Six-Piece Kit. So, let's learn a little bit about the six-piece kit. Six-piece kit. I see that they have all sorts of options here. And here is the description. Here's what you get. You get one handmade voodoo doll, eight to ten inches in length, five pin, one to 0 0.27 ounces of witchcraft oil, a candle, the style may vary from time to time, one mojo bag, and one set of very detailed instructions. So I bet you have questions. I have so many questions. So here's some real questions and shared experiences from buyers that this individual has been asked to, in it, to answer. Okay. Uh, the first question you might have would be, uh, can I keep the doll after I use it? While you could keep the doll around after you use it, they strongly advise against it. You opened a door and closed it with salt, a black candle, and need to bury it under the door to keep it closed. Can you use the voodoo doll on yourself? Yes, you can. You can use it on yourself, but be careful what you wish for. Do not cause harm to yourself, then get rid of it. Is the black candle the correct candle to use? Yes, black candle is the correct candle to use. Is this a religion? Some people believe it is. That's an interesting question right there. Can I use it on anyone? Yes. What can the doll be used for? There are no limits on what you can ask for. How soon can I start using the doll? And why don't you ask me a question? I'll just see if it's on the list. We'll say enough for fun. Uh, God, I mean, the question I really want to know is, like, can you use it on Donald Trump? There is no limit on what you can ask for. <laughs> there you go. And it says, can you use it on anyone? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. 
All right. Well, not that I would personally, because I don't believe that I've been, that I, voodoo is right for me. But if you, if, if that is part of your practice, I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> there are lots of options on eBay here. I, I want to know, I want to quote the user's names. Where are the user's I names? I want to know. Rue? Well, I'm, this one comes from Tennessee. Okay. I'm uh, curious about the whole, can I use it on myself? And they're like, yeah, but don't do anything bad. Like, is it just a tickle me Elmo for yourself at that point? Like, what? Maybe, like, if your back really itches in that spot you can't reach. Yeah, that's fair, like, man. Get in there. Give yourself a good massage. Yeah. Cure your back pain. I don't know. Uh, let's see if anything else jumps out at me before we close this little segment that we've thrown in. Is that, like, a haunted pig thing? <laughs> It is, but it's not very interesting. Oh. That's a creepy doll. I want haunted handmade resin Ouija board haunted with haunted witch owned spirit communication board ocean. Yeah, let's just keep going. Let's see. There's got to be something in here. Oh, that is creepy. All right, that's it. Um, it is a haunted, creepy old clan clown cloth doll. Try to. Haunted, okay, I, creepy, old clown cloth doll. I know, I, it sounded like clan. I, clown I was like, cloth. that is very creepy. The clan is always, always kind of, kind of looks clan-like. I'm not going to read the description of that one. The dolls just kind of bore me right now. I'm looking at something a little more jazzy. I mean, we got to have something to compete with. I mean, we've had some good things up today. We have. Oh, he- <laughs> I think I found it. Okay. <laughs> it is a red Santa hat wearing um, rubber duck <laughs> with a green scarf on. I wasn't ready for that sentence to end that way. <laughs> Haunted, powerful, red spirit vessel, beautiful luck, money, help, bird, spirit doll, A3. No! For $25, you can own a Haunted, Powerful, Red Spirit, Vessel, Beautiful, Luck, Money, Help, Bird, Spirit, Doll A3, also known as a Santa Duck, we're going to call this. Rubber Ducky. How about the chairs were the best so far? Rubber Ducky. Lots of fun. We offer you today this wonderful vessel with a bird squirt attached. Oh, spirit. I thought you could squirt the rubber duck. <laughs> A bird spirit attached. So this is the spirit of a bird in this Santa rubber duck. It is so very special and will make you soar to many beautiful places in your dreams. It will bring you freedom from whatever you need to overcome and will fill your soul with freedom like no other. It is so beautiful when its wings spread wide, it will also bring fortune and luck a new beginning. If you feel you can benefit from this beautiful spirit, then it is all yours. Many blessings, love, and light. Um, I should be noted that the what's this called? The Haunted Powerful Red Spirit Vessel Beautiful Luck Money Help Bird Spirit Doll A3. Uh, the duck looks a little grumpy. So my question is, it's a bird spirit, but is it turtle doves, French hens, maybe a partridge? Uh, you know, I, I would say something Christmas themed, for sure. That's, I was doing oh, the oh, 12 Days okay. of Christmas. Jesse, come on, so that was sorry. really clever. I know. I am so uh, very sorry, but really something something caught my attention about the haunted powerful red spirit vessel beautiful luck money help bird spirit doll a3, a3. while you were saying that and that is it is not a rubber duck in fact oh. it appears to be a pepper shaker oh but shaped like a rubber duck this just shaped, goes all the way shaped like a red rubber duck wow all right on that note 
Um, this has been it, supposedly. This has been supposedly. Uh, maybe, maybe we should do this a little more often. <laughs> I, I think we should. I was a little worried to do it too often, though, because you did almost buy Anita that one time. I did, and she's been sold. Although these haunted spirit medical, this haunted spirit metaphysical supernatural possessed Victorian chairs are pretty, pretty sweet. It's as long as you don't mind boring. someone sitting in your lap. Well, I mean, residual haunting. It'd be kind of cool just to put them in the corner and you know see what happens. There you go. Yeah. So where can people find us, Jesse? You can email us at supposedlypod at gmail.com. Let us know if there are any stories you want us to cover. Have you yourself bought a, a haunted item, such as the haunted, powerful, red spirit, vessel, beautiful, luck, money, help, bird, spirit, doll, A3, A3. eBay? We would love to hear your story. Or if you have anything you feel like uh, you just want to share with us, we'd love mm-hmm. that. And you can hit us up on our socials at supposedlypod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep. And until next time. Bye. <laughs> Wait. Bye. What do we do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. No, we, we do join us next time. Join us next time. On, uh, you know what? It's on. on supposedly. Supposedly. Oh, man. Oh, can we try one more time? Please, but keep God. that in. That okay. was pretty great. All right. Join us next time on. Supposedly. supposedly. <laughs> Haunted, powerful, red spirit, vessel, beautiful, luck, money, health, bird decks. A3. <laughs> Not included. <laughs> <laughs> no.